Hey, everybody. Welcome to another special home edition of the Falcons Corner. Voice of the Falcons, Mike Rickard, SID Chris Sawyer. And, of course, piggybacking on this all is the assistant athletic director, our boss, Chris. Our boss. (laughs) Guys, how are we feeling today? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, Actually got to watch some sports last night. Eric, you'll appreciate this. It was on ESPN. The Cowboys scored nine points in, what, 20-some seconds to beat the, the Bills. Uh, back in 2007, maybe I was on pins and needles, even though I knew it was going to happen. It was a, uh, it made me feel like it was uh, Monday Night Football for once. Chris, I was watching it and I was enjoying it with you. <laughs> I don't. How come there's no New York Jet replay Monday Night games going on right now? I'm worried. I'm. Wait a minute. You have to ask that question. <laughs> Listen, there was a two in, in the year 2000. Jets, Dolphins, when the Jets had that huge, huge comeback on them on Monday night. So that one will be on. <laughs> but speaking of TV last night, and we have some baseball guys, you know, coming on with us. Um, my polar bear, who I hate to disappoint, came into the living room last night and said, Dad, turn on SNY. And it was his reminder of how when we were at City Field last year during the Mets push to a possible playoff with that huge winning streak that they had. We were so happened to be at, I think it was August 9th. I could be off on the date. Um, the polar bear's father does not like traffic and it was a sold out city field crowd. So once the lead got the three, we decided to leave after, uh, eight and a half innings. And then on the way home, as we're driving over the Whitestone bridge, Todd Frazier hits a three run home with a tied up and the Mets walk it off. Um, so he reminded me of the disappointment that I gave him last year, but, um, I remember that that was a cold ride home because he would not look in my direction. He stood stood out that or stared out that window for the entire two and a half hours. I remember you had. I remember having that conversation with you, and uh, yeah, that that was something. Yeah, so he's still he's still holding against me, you know. So that's my one big fault I have with the polar bear is you know I took him out of there, but I reminded him last night we did not sit in traffic. You know, that could have been a four or five hour ride home. And instead we cut it in half. So, you know, it was a win for me, a loss for him. You got to weigh these things out. I don't know. Exactly. But we did have a little bit. And let's just hop back on the football thing, too, because we did have NFL draft. Um, I know a couple former Falcons had their names, you know, in the draft. Unfortunately, none of them got drafted. But we did have one guy, you know, sign a free agent deal with the Falcons. Jawan Green, you know, former receiver from a couple years ago, who was a stud at Albany the last two years. And I, I got to appreciate the voice. He was on it. I got a text as soon as it happened. Uh, Listen, I, I got, I got your back. I got your back. So, you know, as soon as, as soon as I saw that Twitter, I, I shot that over to you. Cause you know, you are the SID. So I, I appreciate, I appreciate it. <laughs> but, um, Joan was a good kid. I only had the you know opportunity to meet with him a little bit. Um, I wasn't that involved in football back then, but he did participate in a lot of intramurals and intramural basketball. He was a stud on the basketball floor, too, so he was a, a good overall athlete. And I know there's still a couple of former Falcons out there who are still waiting to possibly get a call and, and sign in a deal, you know, like Joel Shaw and David Pindell and a couple of those guys. So we'll keep our fingers crossed and hopefully, you know, things work out the best for them. You know, and after, you know, really researching the past years of these football teams, I think in the future we're going to see a lot more than just one sign, and hopefully we'll hear, you know, again – hear one of the guys' names called, but we've got some studs that have gone on and who will continue to go on. I think Lackawanna is doing what we say we're going to do. We're going to send you to the big-time level and give you the opportunity to play, uh, play in the league. Yep, and then even speaking more football, this upcoming Saturday is supposed to be our spring game, the culmination of our spring season. 
Um, so like we mentioned a little bit last week, we got some special stuff, you know, going on we got our virtual tailgate event for this Saturday. Um, so I know we're all looking forward and very excited about, you know, showing some highlights from last season and looking forward to this upcoming season. Yeah. And, and we met with the, uh, well, we had a zoom meeting with our football staff this morning and, you know, we went through the details of what it's going to look like on Saturday and it's really coming together. You know, we're really getting excited about it. And I think this would be a cool thing. Uh, not only for Lackawanna College, but, you know, the surrounding community and football in general. This, this is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, and speaking of that Zoom meeting, hopefully a razor gets around to those football guys before Saturday before we have them live on the air. Wow, they, they are come, becoming less aerodynamic all the time. <laughs> I, think, I think Billy is sweeping the mop on the floor for his fiance, you know, with the length of his beard and stuff now, too. So as he walks around the house. Uh, oh, and speaking speaking of what Eric just said for the community, well, uh, Fox 56 is going to be doing a segment with Coach Duda, and I believe uh, Cam. Yeah, Scott, yeah, it's Cody. So they'll they'll be on um, Friday uh, on a Zoom interview. So check that out. We'll we'll be posting that on social media so people can check it out. Yeah, it should be a good day. Good, and we'll have everything posted on our social media stuff with our virtual tailgate so people will know when to tune in who will be coming up and, you know, any special guests that we will be having on the show. All right, let's get our guests in, right? It is baseball season, by the way. So, you know, might as well talk a little baseball. So we'll get a former Lackawanna College, soon to be St. John Red Storm baseball player, David Williams and Coach McCary on the line. And uh, we'll be right back, everybody. Take flight. Everybody, welcome back to the Falcons Corner. Chris, got baseball representing in the show today. Welcome, Coach McCary and David Williams. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Really appreciate it. No problem. Coach, uh, Coach, we'll start off with you. How is everyone doing? How is life without baseball? Um, it's both boring and enthralling every day. I'm finding new, exciting ways to entertain myself. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I wish I was on the field. I couldn't say that anymore. Yeah, and how how is everyone's health? How's everyone doing? We're okay. I mean, my my wife's uh, seven months pregnant, so I'm, we're we're wrestling that. So we're really locked down. We don't go anywhere. Good. Yeah, which which is which is good. David, how has life been without baseball for you? How has the spring been without with that? Miserable, miserable. First first spring ever without baseball, and I'm trying to figure out how to deal with it. It's, I just I, I go through the same routine every day, and it's it's getting old at this point. Yeah, I, I can see that. I'm going through the same thing. What have you done baseball-wise? Have you done anything baseball-wise since the season was cut short? Yeah, I try to get over the field with my dad and my brother whenever I can. Uh, obviously, whenever it's not raining because it rains every other day now. Yeah. Uh, I've just been lifting every day and just trying to stay in shape the best I could. Good, good. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Coach, talk about, I mean, you're not playing. Uh, still a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Talk about how you're keeping up with your guys and then also – the next question after that, the big uh, commitment announcement we had last week as well. Yeah, we um, there's work every day, and it's it's academic stuff that we're checking in on. It's looking into our starfish program. It's um, I'm probably getting oh at this point twenty or thirty emails a day from prospective students that want to come in, and then you add the emails and the texts and the calls from coaches looking to take our players from us. Um, so. Normally, from, from 9 a.m. to 2 every day, I'm pretty – it's two cups of coffee and a bagel, and, uh, and I'm pretty locked in on the computer doing whatever I need to do to get through everything. Um, the guys committing, that's really just the benefit of the work that they did. Um, 
it goes to show that like we we put in the work. We had a really good team. We had a lot of talent. The games mattered to helping them get recruited, but to the large majority of them, it didn't. Um, guys knew who they were. They respected the program, and they were willing to extend offers without us playing games in front of their eyes. Um, do we have a couple more guys that I think would be committed right now if we did play a full schedule? Yeah, I, I do. I think there's a couple guys who are who are nuanced in that way that they needed to play. But for the first 11 guys, it, it was pretty easy. Um, guys know that they're really good and they're good students, so offers came down the line. And, and David, I would ask you, you committed to St. John's. Talk about your time at Lackawanna and how it prepared you for, uh, you know, moving on to the D1 level. Yeah, uh, I'm just grateful for my experience at Lackawanna. It, it changed me as a person, as a baseball player. I think definitely for someone out of high school who needs to uh, develop physically and mentally, like my, my game wasn't strong whatsoever. Like for a high school player, yeah, I would, I would get passed. But I was, I was not ready to be a college baseball player yet. And coming in, you know, Coach McCary was a new coach. I didn't know what to expect. And it's just you, you put in the work there and you're going to, he's going to get you in front of the guy that, you know, that need to see you. And that's just the attitude you have to go in there with is don't expect anything and you just, you work hard and good things are going to happen. David, what was it, what was it about St. John's that uh, made you choose them? What stood out with them more than anyone else? Prestigious school, prestigious baseball program. It gave me a shot to, uh, continue my baseball career long after college and coach let's talk about some of the other guys that might not have committed yet and you know are they still are you still fielding calls on them should we build oh, yeah. more guys signing soon oh i think uh in the next week or two we're going to have another two or three that commit to division one scholarships um and then we've got a couple guys that are on that d2 d1 um type line where that might take a little longer because they do have heavy heavy division two interest and we're kind of weighting that against a little bit of light Division One interest. Um, but I think I, we had 17 sophomores this year. Every single one of them will be placed at a four-year scholarship institution. Um, that's, a, that's a reality at this point. Awesome. And, Coach, everything's still up in the air uh, with sports and not you know, having to cut your season short. As a coaching staff, too, how are you preparing for as life as as we move on that we will have maybe fall ball? Uh, if not, you know, going into the spring, what are you guys uh, keeping? How are you keeping busy getting ready for the season? I think I, I tend to keep a six months calendar where I'm trying to plan out exactly what we're doing, at least from a blimp view over six months. Um, to be honest with you right now, Chris, I've got four of those six months calendars. Uh, it's hey, we're back in time. Here's what we can do. We're only allowed 10 kids on the field at a time. Here's what we can do. I've got one that accounts for the idea that we're not back in school until December or January. Um, I've just got to kind of build out all those iterations just to protect us because I, I don't want to be flat-footed if, if in the event that it's a weird situation a little bit and it's not standard that we're back in school. And I would ask David too, David, not only your, your first spring without baseball, but how different has it been to have to take classes online uh, for you and how you've been kind of managing your time that way? Uh, honestly, like I'm, I'm, not a stranger to online classes. I always tried to schedule a couple each semester just to, uh, you know, give myself a little bit more time to, to focus on baseball because there's not as much time you need to put in the online classes as the in-class in stuff. So it would give me a little bit more time to do baseball stuff. So I'm not, not a, obviously not a stranger to online classes, so I don't mind them whatsoever. They're, except for Mr. Larson's, of course, now. <laughs> oh, David, I'm so happy to hear you touch on that. So 
you know what? And, and you've been doing a great job and, you know, we've been trying to keep track of our kids and students, you know, on the online. And uh, it, it's been a challenge for, I know several of you guys uh, and student athletes. So coach McCary, he's hanging tough right now. So just yes, let he's, you know, he's doing well. He's not one of the book, the bookmark starfish pages. Uh, <laughs> he, he didn't make that list. He, he does pretty well. You know, I think we're managing them. We figured this out. Coach, I want to ask you about, uh, I don't know how many people know this, but you and Coach Boggs put out a, uh, a podcast or a video and, and just talking baseball. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I was totally interested in it. I was all in. And then just to hear Dave talk about some of the things about uh, you making him a stronger player at the college level, you really, really touched on some interesting things and some of the challenges that and the different perspectives that you have to take as a two-year coach versus those coaches at a four-year uh, program. Sure. So just talk to me about some of those things that you talked about in that video. And, and I'm telling people, if you have an interest in baseball, very interesting video. You really got, you guys did a great job. And Dave even mentioned how he benefited from um, what you guys are able to do with these guys coming in in a short period of time. Sure. I, th I think um, we have to first look at everything working backwards where we go, what can I do with these players that's going to give me the largest return on investment in the shortest amount of time? Um, I think that that's primal for us looking at a high school kid like David and getting him to buy into what we do. Um, his goal from day one, we need to state the goals. And his goal was to get to division one baseball or, or get drafted in professional baseball. And, and honestly, if we had played a full season, he would have had opportunities at both of those. Um, so we sit back and we go, okay, what can we spend the most time on that prepares our guys to play at the division one level? Uh, we really emphasize the weight room really, really, really do. Um, one, because it, it's the thing that we can spend time on that influences everything else. But also when a division one coach shows up to our field, I want them to look at our players and, and see guys that are as big or bigger than their guys on their field. Um, the reality of junior college recruiting is our guys are typically going in to replace somebody else on another roster. They don't recruit Juco guys to replace seniors that graduated. They, they recruit them to replace sophomores that haven't performed. Well, when you come watch a Lackawanna practice or a Lackawanna game, I want you to look at that first baseman and go, oh, he's bigger and better than my sophomore over and over and over again. Um, we really focus on that. Secondly, we, we focus on the speed of the game that, that's going to exist at the four-year level. We, we try and practice fast. We try and use pitching machines. We try and incentivize velocity. Um, a lot of these guys are very comfortable at the high school speed, and the junior college speed isn't akin to the four-year speed. So we try and overemphasize that a ton. Um, it just, we just hope it prepares. Um, and then there's, there's got to be honesty with the kid. They've all struggled. Dave struggled. Um, they've, they've all had bumps in the road. Uh, but if we're honest and we kind of set those goals, we can overcome them individually. Now, David, like you seem like you figured out things pretty quickly here in the, uh, in the spring, uh, you had, uh, you played 14 games, you had six yeah. home runs, you had an 800 slugging percentage and an OPS of 1.2. So in 14 games, you figured out things pretty quickly. Like how did your spring start out for you? Um, you know, how were you able to transition into, into seeing the ball that well that fast? I actually started off pretty slow. Usually uh, in the spring, it'll take me like 15 to 20 at-bats to really get locked in. And I knew at that 20 at-bat mark, I told uh, Bob, who's a pitching coach, he was like, when are you going to, uh, you know, start hitting? 
I said, give me 20 at-bats. I said, at bat 21, I'm going to go yard. And I ended up doing that. And and that's that's just when everything set in for me and I started seeing the ball well. And, and that's just the way it went. Good. David, what kind of player is St. John's getting? So what should they expect out of the next couple of years out of you? Uh, hard work, first guy in, last guy out. Nice. Hit the ball to the ball. And, 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 for an average. <laughs> and coach, how has recruiting been, you know, with getting guys, you know, coming in for the fall? How's that changed a little bit? We've been, um, we've been very active, even with the unknowns and the variables that kind of exist out there. Um, there there's a lot of economic anxiety in the recruiting landscape currently uh, with how people are going to pay for school and what they're going to do with stuff. Luckily, Lackawanna is putting us in a position where we've, we've got internal aid and access to financial aid and scholarships and stuff that can kind of ease those concerns. Um, it's, it's the Wild West, though. There's, there's 2,000 kids bouncing out of Division I schools looking for homes, waiting for legislation to come down. There's, there's seniors that are knocking guys off of rosters at other places that coaches are looking to place them at a junior college. It's um, – Really, our level is going to see the most traffic because of what's going on above us. Uh, wading through that and making sure I get the right 38, 39, 40 guys is the hardest part. I, I, I don't take guys that are going to affect our culture negatively. So yeah. not being able to watch them play, it becomes a lot of phone calls trying to connect the dots in a lot of ways. Chris, Eric, anything else for the guys? No, I want to follow up with what Eric was saying real quick about, you know, David picking up, started just hitting well. Coach, that really seemed to be the whole team because you guys started out slow. Then you went down to Myrtle Beach and I think won seven or eight down there and you were scoring runs like crazy. Even in the loss to Paul D. Camp, you guys were hitting the ball out of the park. Um, was that just it? It just took some time to get everybody playing together and, and getting the speed of the game? I think it's, uh, it, it's difficult coming out of cages when you haven't been on the field to kind of get acclimated. And then the early parts of the season are, hey, go play three games, sit for five days. Go play three games, sit for five days. We see glimpses of guys kind of picking it up and getting better and getting game ready. But until we get to Myrtle and we're playing – we played 13 games in eight days. Until we get going to that and those at-bats come consistently, it doesn't all click at the same time. Um, Chris, we had one homer through nine games. We, we hit 26 in the, in the final eight. Right. Uh, we led the country by, and played seven less games than the second-place team. Uh, it, I can't lie to you and say I expected it to explode like that. Um, and really, as a coach, it, I sit back and I go, we can't hit home runs all year long. But we, we were going to score a lot of runs. Um, and, and that was a pretty comforting thing to know when you're heading back to the hotel that, that we're going to score eight, nine, ten runs every game. Yeah, and my last question for you, uh, Coach McCary, is, you know, being that you only had 14 games in the spring and the NJCAA has allowed our spring athletes to have an extra year of eligibility, mm-hmm. how have those conversations been with players? Do you have a number of kids who are going to take advantage of that? Uh, they're going to stay one more year or they're really looking to transition to the next step? So I think um, – We've got five that I would say right now have decided to come back. And it was six. David was one of those guys. He had at the beginning, at the end of the season, had overtly told me he wanted to come back for another year. Um, I love the fact that those kids want to come back, but that doesn't stop me from selling them to four-year schools. Um, I believe that Lackawanna is a trampoline to bigger and better things. And while, yeah, I want some really talented guys to hang out and be 21 years old on my roster, and there's going to be a couple of them, um, we got to have more reasons other than I just want to come back. 
let's let's put you in a in a bigger institution on a bigger stage with with a large scholarship and a good coaching staff and kind of take advantage of the work that you've put in to get to the higher level. Uh, we will have four, I believe, maybe five that return for a third year next year. Awesome. Well, we want to thank you guys for stopping by. We really appreciate you taking some time out talking to us this morning. Dave, best of luck at St. John's. Coach McCary, best of luck to you and your family. Thank you, thank you much. I appreciate you guys. All right. Stay safe out there. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Appreciate it, gentlemen. Thank you. Hey, everybody. We're back on the Falcons Corner. Very nice of some baseball guys stopping by to talk to us. Coach McCary, David Williams, really appreciate them taking some time out of their day today. Yeah, you could tell baseball guys miss being outside with David sitting out there with that blue sky. Yeah. Uh, but congrats to him and all the teammates. It sounds like Coach has got things going and, and working, and nothing's really stopped except playing on the field for that program. Yeah. And I'll put out information, uh, you know, for those who are interested in the, the podcast that Coach McCary and Coach Boggs are doing. It's, uh, I really was fascinated with it. It's a great perspective on, uh, you know, how two-year uh, coaches are really uh, looking at recruiting and what they're looking for and that kind of thing and how they're developing players for the next level. So David Williams, you know, he benefited from that program and, you know, playing at St. John's. We're looking forward to seeing what he can do at the next level. Yep. And then even speaking more baseball, I got to get my arm ready because in a little while I got to go out and throw some, throw some BP to the boys. You know, Michael got a new bat to break in since he was complaining that his last bat was terrible, which is the reason why he can't take me yard, I guess. So we have, you know, see if that's uh, the new battle working, but it's baseball season. We're trying to, you know, trying to do as much as we can. It kills me still not being able to come home at the end of the day and turning on a Met game and, you know, falling asleep to, you know, a late West coast game. But you why know. is it always the bat? I use the same excuse when I play. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna argue with them. I'm not gonna argue with them. And I think it came from me. I was like, Michael, that bat stinks. You know. So it's and he agreed. So it was time to get a new one. Hey guys, I don't think we're done yet. Like we have some. You know, this is. A, you know, we're all home, but we have some exciting things going on. You know, that to look forward to. We're we're still looking at some of our women's basketball signings. We have the tailgate on Saturday that we're looking forward to. So. There's still things happening here. Yep. And just a little shout out to Dr. Jill Murray, because I know that the Jets got a higher uh, grade than uh, the Patriots did in this past draft, too. So I didn't mention that earlier, you know, but I just if, if Dr. Murray is watching, just a reminder that, you know, the Jets are on the rise. You know, they actually did OK, I think, in the draft. I'm sure she'll appreciate hearing that. Yes. And of course, Dr. Lamagna, I can't get a He's killing me with his cowboy text that he keeps sending me and how <laughs> explosive their offense is going to be. But, you know, we could talk to them at a later date about, you know, about the football draft. Well, when, when you sit on a, what, $225 million yacht making those picks, we better have some good picks and some money to spend on this guy. So. Yeah, that was funny because you said, I remember, and we'll wrap it up soon, you sent me that text of how bizarre Jerry's living room looked, you know, when he was on the draft. And then we, a couple minutes later, we find out that's not his living room. That's just his, you know, his yacht. That's his other living room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the reason why no one likes the Cowboys. Wait, who? Well, you got you, Chris, <laughs> and Takamanya. I that's all I know. I know three Cowboy fans. Well, but, we'll work on that. Yeah, so. But we want to thank everyone for tuning in. Make sure to keep checking our social media for all of our Lackawanna College Falcon updates. You know, wherever our student athletes will be going for four-year schools, any upcoming events, and more importantly, virtual tailgate this Saturday with a bunch of special guests that we plan on having.
Yeah, we'll see you guys on Saturday. Sounds yep. good. Live. I think be, I, Chris, I think there'll be fire in the show on Saturday too. I, I just, I know it's a live broadcast. You know, it's it, he'll bring it. He'll bring it. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> thanks to everyone for tuning in. Uh, make sure you stay safe, stay strong, take flight, and we'll see you all soon.